0: Hi, everyone. This is Amanda Borchel Dan. And I'm Jessica Steinberg, your host for
1: Times Will Tell, a weekly podcast from the Times of Israel.
0: Hi, this is Amanda Borchel Dan. This week on Times Will Tell, I'm taking you with me to the Israel Museum in Jerusalem to view for the first time seven new contemporary art sculptures. The exhibit is called Disrupted Layer, and the seven pieces were all inspired by archaeological artifacts from the museum's collection. They are distributed throughout the archaeological wing like spots on a treasure map, and as you'll hear, some blend in more than others. I was joined on the tour by artist Zohar Gotzman and the co-curators Sally Haftelnave and Tali Sharvit, whom you'll hear during this slightly longer-than-usual podcast. Now, listeners, I have an announcement. This is also a farewell tour for Times Will Tell. Starting next week, we're offering a new podcast called What Matters Now, which will be a weekly exploration of one issue that's shaping Israel and the Jewish world today. Now, I don't know about you, but even if you're a news hound like me, sometimes the 24-7 news barrage zooms by so fast that I feel like I don't catch all the nuance. So each week we'll sit down with one journalist or thinker or newsmaker and find out what matters now. But in the meantime, enjoy our final Times Will Tell.
1: Do you or your clients have a commercial collection matter that's going nowhere? The Saracheck Law Firm specializes in the most challenging collection matters, whether it is a single matter or a portfolio of cases. They are based in New York with relationships around the world. Saracheck's proprietary databases and tried and proven methods have earned them an unmatched reputation for success in getting their clients what they're owed. They work on a contingency fee basis so they're only compensated when they succeed.
0: Hi, thank you all for joining me today. Just to make sure that our listeners know who each of you are, let's do a, a bit of a round and say what your name is and what your job is.
2: Hi, I'm Zohar, I'm a sculptor, and I'm the artist of the exhibition. <laughs> Great. <laughs>
3: Hi, I'm Sally Haftel-Naveh, and I'm an independent contemporary art curator and a lecturer in different in different uh, institutes in Israel, and I'm the other curator of the exhibition. Hello, I'm Tali Sharvit. I am uh, one of the curators
4: of the exhibition. My job in the museum is I am the assistant to the chief curator of the archaeology wing, and I'm also a researcher of ancient sculpture mainly from the Roman period. Six years ago, uh, Zohar and Sally uh, came to the Israel Museum and and uh, approached me and wanted the opportunity to be inspired from our um, marvelous collection of the Israel Museum. We have a huge collection of archaeology, uh, mainly uh, loaned from the Israel Antiquity Authority. So This collection is actually a very good place to be uh, inspired and make new works of art. As everyone
0: can hear, we are in the Great Israel Museum, so forgive a little background noise. And we are here to witness and describe to you a new exhibition called Disrupted Layer. It is my first time seeing it as well, so you will hear actual, actual responses. And I have to say, my first response was wow and both <laughs> everyone can attest to that I came up to the archaeology wing which I visited a gazillion million times with my kids and the first thing I saw was a huge uh, what's the size of it actually what's the size of this
2: 3 meter by a uh two and a half meter, something like this. Okay,
0: <laughs> and it's kind of like something that I saw recently in the British Museum, actually. And I said, whoa, this is going to be interesting. So, describe for us, what is it that we're seeing,
2: actually? Uh, so, this is a relief from a limestone, placed on a carrier, uh, like a construction for metal. And on the side, you have uh, the wheel, Uh, that is carried, uh, that you can carry, uh, the modern wheel.
0: And my first question was actually, wait, is this where it's actually going to be? How do we know that this is part of the exhibition? Because really it looks like it's propped here, about to be wheeled into the archaeology wing. And I understand that is intentional, so explain why. Yes, of
3: course, the idea was to make this installation to uh, give the idea that someone was transporting a kind of a new installation piece to the archeological wing and just went out for a break. And we really wanted to position the first piece of the exhibition uh, in the entrance of the wing in order to create the route or the, the line of the exhibition and uh, let the people understand that we have a contemporary art exhibition in the Archaeology Wing, as well to make a connection to the other uh, just juxtaposition uh, wing, which is the contemporary art in the Museum of uh, Israel.
0: Now, I have to say, because I'm not an artist or an archaeologist or play one on TV, I looked at this and at first I was wondering, actually, is this new? Is this old? Because it really has the themes of the great gates of Ishtar and things like that that. So I assume that was intentional.
2: Yes, this was intentional. It's uh, Actually, it's a quotation that I, ma- I made some changes in it, a lot of changes. Uh, first of all, I, I took a, a relief from uh, the palace of Sanheriv uh, from uh, Nineveh, ancient uh, Mesopotamia. And uh, I the in, in the original, it's a series of uh, of uh, reliefs in the corridors that is uh, depicting growing, uh, a depicting, coying of a large, huge stone uh, and making a lamaso sculpture out of it and dragging it into the entrance of the palace and placing it there. I just took a, a part of it and made a crop, cropping according to what I want. Uh, this is the original uh, depicting. And uh, then, uh, instead of uh, hundreds of uh, slaves with uh, their, uh, uh, the people who are forcing them, I took away everybody and left only one. Uh, the, this one is trying to carry the huge uh, uh, weight with a, with a rope. Uh, and of course, it's, uh, for him, it's not possible to carry the huge Lamassu. Uh, I just have to explain what is Lamasso is.
4: (laughs) The the Lamasso are actually uh, fantastic uh, beings. Their sculptures, their huge sculptures were positioned in pairs in the entrances of the um, palaces and the special rooms inside the the palace, Uh, like the, the throne rooms and they were protecting the the entrances. And this is why we chose to um, to exhibit this sculpture here in the entrance to the archaeology wing as, as we sort of trying to uh, take their um opaque power to their new place.
0: Okay, so let's dive in. Let's go further into the exhibition. Okay oh wow okay we've reached the second Uh, wow 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 there's no wow wow okay so wow doesn't describe anything but my amazement and essentially what i see and then you can tell me what the intention is is a skeleton a human skeleton that is uh undergoing excavation shall we say you can see the strike marks of the tools that would have excavated it, and surrounding it are all sorts of different skulls from creatures such as, I don't know, it looks like even maybe uh, crocodiles or even dinosaurs I don't know and maybe <laughs> other human skulls and some ancient tools that that look to be next to it also but for me as just a, a Stom, just a regular person it looks like it's modeling an excavation of a tomb am I anywhere close to what your intention was Zora?
2: and <laughs> uh, or less actually it's a it's a very big uh, limestone uh, block that I carved into it uh, shapes of a human being that is lying inside like a kind of futuristic uh, fossil. Around it, I placed uh, lots of uh, skulls of uh, animals, Real animals, but uh, this is carved. and uh, they are animals which are being extinct now. The the in the red list, and you can count them on your hands. Like uh, how much, how many are left in the world? Examples uh, for for the animals are you can see okapi or uh, uh, Sumatrian rhinoceros or uh, uh, dolphins from the Ganges River. Uh, like elephant a uh, forest elephant and uh, lots of lots of lots of other i could have made thousands more and uh, made it bigger and bigger and bigger i have to uh, say that uh, we are now in the in the prehistoric wing it tells the story of 1.4 million years uh, of evolution in uh, that was uh, from excavations in israel uh, remains that we we'll find here uh, from the early Paleolithic uh, age, till the Neolithic, till, uh, uh, and then we go out of field.
0: And we should remind our listeners that Israel was a land bridge, and so it's actually very rich in this kind of finds and very important in terms of research. Now, I want to ask you something. The humanoid, I don't know if it's meant to be yeah, us sure, or, or an earlier man, is resting with his hands uh, crossed on his chest in the very typical inside a grave kind of, a, kind of a
2: posture. Yeah. What does that mean to you? Yes, as you can see in the archaeological uh, in this uh, section of the archaeological wing, we can see a few examples of uh, human uh, burials together with uh, animal uh, bones, animal uh, offerings. I took uh, from this uh, inspiration towards uh, this uh, sculpture and placed uh, the the sculpture uh, The sculpture is located uh, next to the exit of the gallery. And you can see that uh, all of the other uh, graves are uh, horizontal. I took the stone and made it uh, uh, perpendicular. Uh, Vertical. vertical. I made it vertical and uh, to place it in front of our uh, eyes uh, to state something. It's as if, uh, like a vampire, uh, is uh, coming out of his. Uh... I
0: actually thought of that because the crossed arms, as well. You say that yeah. in all the vampire movies. Vampire
2: or uh, King Tut, Tot, Tot uh, That is uh, uh, so. It's like a symbol of uh, the crossed Hands are a symbol of uh, in the ancient times of a kind of sleep that you know the it will be awakened in at night
0: okay a little freaky glad we're doing the day yeah yes so
2: <laughs> but as he is uh, living forever uh-huh. ra- around him are skulls of animals which are dying out today right very sad okay Yala. let's move on
0: Okay, what we see now, I think also displays Israeli humor. To me, it looks like a game we have here in Israel called Nakum Takum, which is basically a punching bag with a little figure that you hit it and comes bouncing right up. You hit it again, comes bouncing right up. That's what it looks like to me. But they're obviously carved out of stone and they look, you know, very, uh, with ancient motifs in terms of how it is carved. So again, let's hear what it was really meant to be.
4: Well, your actual, uh, your association, the first association you had is correct. These two uh, basalt god and goddess are uh, are actually made to be uh, looking like uh, the toy of a uh, Nachum Takum and. Um, they're made of uh, basalt because as you look around this gallery you see that most of the objects here the large ones are uh, made of basalt and they are um, from Israel from the the time of the Bronze Age in Israel and actually the late Bronze Age um, of Canaan in this period and Zohar actually look around and uh, uh, quoted uh, motives and uh, decorations and actually facial features of the um, um, little uh, sculptures or uh, figurines made of basalt, made of, um, of pottery, that are shown around, and all of them are uh, related to the uh, cultic practices of the period. And uh, this mixture is um, combined here as new um, figures, uh, the one that he created. And maybe you want to say something about these creations?
2: Uh, So, imagine yourself what is the most scary thing that you can have in a museum of archaeology?
0: I think it was your previous uh, sculpture. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, a little bit.
2: But here we go to a new level of uh, scariness. You have uh, two sculptures, Uh, each one is 400 kilos. Next to glass vitrines, full of uh, very important archaeology uh, remains. And furthermore, I will say that they are leaning on one point. Each one has a, only... A, the base is a round base. So <laughs> I wanted to create this tension. As a remnants of... In all this, the area, uh, we have the a phenomena of a tell mounts archaeology mounts which uh, is uh, settlements that have been repopulated again and again uh, thousands of years of repopulation one on top of the other and then you build a kind of a layered cake of uh, cultures Uh, one culture is rising one culture and then on top of the other one which fell down uh, and falling and reappearing and uh, but ideas of uh, ideas can uh, last and remain for ages. Ideas about uh, culture, about uh, gods, about uh, uh, language, uh, that uh, that you create a a line that is stretched from thousands of years back, even till our time, with different changes.
0: Okay, so interesting. Yofi, all right, let's head on. We have uh, more to see. So we were just saying on our way to find this torture device, it looks like, that basically we are playing hide-and-seek in the archaeology wing and finding all of these really interesting sculptures. Now this one, I have to say, really does look like an electric chair to me, made out of wood with some, uh, I don't know, maybe it's more like a control center because it also has a helmet and maybe it's a cockpit and maybe it's, I don't know what it is actually. So let's hear what it's supposed to be.
2: Okay. (laughs) So this is a sculpture. Till now we had uh, some stones. Now uh, we go into wood and special wood. The wood is a cedar of Lebanon.
0: Ah, from the Bible.
2: Yes, from the Bible, from the (laughs) temple. Mm -hmm. What is uh, depicted here? First of all, we are in the area of uh, the Iron Age, Uh, 3000 years till uh, and then, yes, the kingdom of Israel and Judea.
0: Ah, so therefore a throne, right? Yes, therefore (laughs) a throne.
2: This is a throne uh, that is uh, being hybrided (laughs) uh, (laughs) with a F 35 ejection seat okay <laughs> yes. it is a kind of torture but i'm it sure is, it's not fun, it's yeah. not, uh, fun. Uh, yes uh, i created we i tried to try to uh, reconstruct uh, uh, this kind of throne that uh, used to be uh, we tried to create it as if it was a throne from the past uh, inlaid with uh, all kinds of uh, ivories. Actually, it's not ivory,
0: which we just heard about a find this year in the city of David about ivories inlaid in chairs. Very interesting.
2: Exactly. So uh, my begin the beginning uh, of th- this uh, uh, project, th- this uh, sculpture, was uh, uh, the the main point is the vitrine there. It is a vitrine uh, about uh, of uh, that is depicting uh, lots of ivories from uh, Sumer- Sumeria, uh, and in the Bible, uh, Amos, uh, uh, the the prophet Amos, is talking about uh, uh, the ivories uh, in the in beds and in uh, chairs and in uh, uh, palaces of ivories, as a symbol of. Uh, of corruption,
0: right? Too much, too much luxury for the people of the time. Yes, that,
2: yes. it was very expensive. It was inlaid all over the walls. Uh, also, wow, <laughs> lots of people. <laughs>
0: Happily, children also visit the museum <laughs> as we <we're> here.
2: <laughs> so, what I did in instead of taking uh, ivory and dealing with the corruption uh, idea in ivories, I took uh, camel bones that I found in the desert and made lots of quotation to that time in the front you can see on the how do you call this i don't know
0: maybe a footstool footstool yeah.
2: on the footstool of the of the king i placed a, a helmet from a, also from wood a, with but gold lots of gold yeah then helmet which is laying on the side and burnt ah. by the way i burnt everything from the background you can see layers of uh-huh. burning a, as a, a reminiscence of a kind of catastrophe that just happened. Right. Uh, you don't know who is the guy sitting on the throne. Is it the king? Is it the, the pilot? If the king sent the pilot somewhere, if he's coming back or not. And if you look up, you can see uh, uh, the motif of a woman standing in the window, See, uh, like looking out of the window, a woman looking out of the window. What? Yes, come here. <laughs> You can see this is a motif uh, that is uh, ah, okay. being, wow. being uh-huh. uh, uh, spoken in the Bible uh, three times at least. A uh, woman sitting in, in, in uh, and looking out of the window, so waiting wait, for, waiting her, for husband her husband to come, to come back, to come back. Right. Uh, as Sisra's uh, wife, as uh, Michal uh, waiting. Uh, uh, so. This is actually a quotation from that time, you can see it there in the in,
0: in one of the cases here.
3: You can also say that this is a kind of Machiavellian allegory to the disturbed uh, uh, behavior of a king the corruption and uh, or a prime minister. Yeah, we we can always uh, see the pieces. Uh, some reference to nowadays. Yeah, yep. at this time and other I mean, times so, as well, yep. other places.
0: Yep, universal.
3: Universal.
0: Okay, let's move on. Okay, we have found our new friend, and we are in the Roman period, it looks like to me. We walked quite a bit from the previous uh, exhibit, which is uh, kind of a testament to how large this wing is, and, you know, really, really fun to visit here. So this guy, more than any of the other ones in my eyes, really kind of blends in. And if, if it were not for its slightly different color, and the very orange words describing what this
3: is, I would think it was almost part of the time period. Um, I want to say something about blending in. The whole idea of the exhibition was to try to install the seven monumental pieces into their collection, the permanent collection, in order to create this blending. I mean, not uh, uh, creating um, uh, this attachment, but just to create this integration in order to create a real dialogue and um, raising really interesting questions regarding the relationship between the two disciplines, archaeology and contemporary art. So that was basically the idea. So just to describe this guy a little bit, it's
0: uh, kind of a Cupid-looking young fellow who has gazillion million tentacles coming out of him, it looks like to me, or roots or something like that, or vacuum cleaner tubes, who knows? And I, do I spot a little ship inside as well? So what what is the intention here?
2: As you see on the left, like a, an ancient Roman uh, sculpture from uh, Caesarea, found in Caesarea, uh, of a satire. We are all, uh, all around us, we have uh, Dionysus and is uh, company accompanied by satires in different sculptures here. Uh, copies, Roman copies of uh, earlier times. I was very impressed from that sculpture, from the satire. For me it's a masterpiece, so I decided to copy it. Uh, it has uh, all his limbs and the other place. Uh, other uh, parts are missing, broken. In my mind, in the middle of the night, I imagined them <laughs> reappearing, uh, re- coming to life and c- reconnecting, but not in uh, uh, in the way it was, just in the way I want it to be. Uh, so I started uh, out of all the uh, broken limbs, uh, start to reappear, a uh, kind of. Uh, you were right either uh, you, you don't know what it is is it uh, intestines is it a cord uh, like a vacuum uh, cord is it uh, a vine uh, is it a snake uh, i'm not sure what i know is they start to reappear from different parts of broken uh, element different elements that were broken and they uh, make a kind of metamorphose and unite together i think there are two or three uh, combines and starting as a huge lump of spaghetti to choke this the, this uh, satire uh, and to start to uh, get no yeah. to start to close all over him.
0: What is going into his mouth? It looks like it could be a straw or four, I don't know, bagpipes, or I don't know. What is this?
2: I don't know, but I think (laughs) it's it's, it's the end where where it comes from and where it goes. uh, It's like a kind of the same uh, serpent uh, goes everywhere. Okay.
4: Actually, what's, what what Zor is doing here is uh, an echo to something that ha- actually happened in the Roman times, when a uh, Roman sculpture copied and emulated the um, ancient Greek uh, sculpture. And when the the original Roman uh, sculptor copied the original, he he uh, um, took uh, freedom and add some. Uh, things and and changed some things and Zo uh, take it to uh, to the limits. He actually um creates a new creation
0: right. And what is all sculpture but just a copying of us and we're all copies ourselves, right? Indeed, <laughs> <Yo-fi>. <laughs> Okay, I almost walked right by this because I don't actually know what is new and not here. We are in the Middle Ages room, I believe, uh, which is really a fun room to visit because it has a fresco that is really fascinating and it has all sorts of very interesting Islamic uh, things as well. And so now that I said Islamic, I'm going to guess that what is new in this is Right in front of me with the three shields and the. And I'm wrong! (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) What is new here? Oh, Oh, obviously the demon looking things because we're talking about Zohar's, my (laughs) dear. Okay, so we have four reliefs with demonic influences and also maybe some Christian influences with the baby Jesus, I don't know, in the center of at least two of them. I'm not sure if it's meant to be a series, if they're connected, and if so, do they go from right to left? I would imagine right to left, not left to right. So let's hear. It's uh, limestone again?
2: It's uh, actually sandstone from Europe. okay, From Czech uh, sandstone. We are now in uh, the Crusaders area. Uh, So I took uh, the liberty to uh, get into the mind of (laughs) Romanesque uh, sculptor, or Crusader sculptor. Uh, And uh, made uh, four uh, reliefs uh, that are uh, depicting uh, four racist remarks about, uh, that is keep reappearing in uh, human uh, in all humanity. One of them is uh, uh, we call it them. So they they come to eat our babies, our baby. They come to rape our women. They come to or to rape, or to kidnap, uh, they come to uh, uh, spread disease, and they come to uh, take our money.
0: So it's basically about anti-Semitism.
2: And not no, not necessarily. Not but... necessarily. Uh-huh. What well, what I thought is that these are uh, remarks uh, or uh, things, uh, stereotypes, said about uh, Jewish people in the uh, Middle Ages. For sure. That was my or today, because, or okay. today. So I wanted to. Deal with it in a different way. If you take the double negative, uh, when you sculpt this kind of uh, racist remark that, that is found, you make it, it keeps appearing, you create it as ridiculous. How, how can it be? Like uh, if you, everybody is saying uh, about it, for sure is, is bullshit. Can I say bullshit? Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it's essentially bullshit. it's them because
3: it is not us.
2: Yes, it's a fear of the mm, other. Right.
3: I will also say that the style the, um, the reliefs are carved are also very grotesque. And in a way, this is like canceling this very serious uh, uh, remark to the other, or this fear. So by appearing and using this kind of aesthetics, you are also kind to try to, uh, you know, re- ridicule it or laugh about it. Right, they look like uh, gargoyle kind of faces or things you would see on uh, churches in Absolutely. Europe. And and also you can see uh, uh, Zor kind of quoted the aesthetics and the uh, symbolics of many of the pieces Uh, here in this uh, gallery of crusader time because it has uh, uh, the crusader uh, period is like based on aesthetics of the Romanesque so it's kind of a a quotation of different items here in the gallery let's remind our listeners that the
0: crusades were you know a holy war to eliminate the other
1: The world we live in isn't perfect, but it doesn't get better on its own. That's where the work of activists comes in. Whether it's environmental justice, animal rights, or disability advocacy, there are people all around the world striving to make it a better place. That's where All About Change comes in. Host Jay Ruderman talks with activists about how they do what they do and what inspires them to keep going. Because activism is all about change. Listen to All About Change wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs)
0: Now forgive my uh, historical ignorance but we just went from the middle ages to early Greek and I think we kind of went back in time didn't we?
4: Uh, We are actually uh, in the galleries dealing with uh, neighboring cultures so we just finished the route taking us in the land of Israel and now we are uh, in in different uh, places and we are standing in the crossroad between the um, Roman uh, and the Roman archaeology, and the Greek archaeology, and the uh, Mesopotamian archaeology.
0: Okay, so let me describe what I see. (laughs) It seems like a big yellow ball of trouble. We have a whole bunch of grotesque, ridiculous features, such as demon-esque looking lions, and we have fish eating snakes, and we have, uh, I don't know, I would call it like Gilgamesh, maybe Gilgamesh's flood with everything all, everything that's not being saved by Noah's Ark just got eaten up by this big, ginormous, what, about a meter and a half, uh, ball that is yellow like the sun so what are we seeing
2: here i imagined a little child taking a s- yellow ball throwing it a I- I- yellow rubber ball throwing it in the corridors of the museum and s- this yellow gooey ball starts to collect. What will stick? Is, what is this is this made out of rubber? This is rubber. Ah! Wow!
0: I, I don't know. It looked like painted <laughs> plaster or something, but rubber. Wow! <laughs> no, this is rubber.
2: This is a big lump of. Rubber. How how
0: do you make that? You have
2: to build a cast and then fill yeah, it with rubber. I have to sculpt it from clay, made a negative. And into the negative uh, schmear the... schmear is in English? Yeah, shmear is <laughs> schmear, a word. Yeah. <laughs> and shmear uh, it uh, with uh, silicone and then build it from... From the outside, outside in. in. Wow, outside in. wow, brilliant. Yes. And
0: so there's a seam somewhere, somewhere yeah?
2: Yes. So what uh, this rubber uh, ball collected is all the depictions of uh, lions that are in the collection. More than 100 depictions of lions from... Thousands of years back to uh, even we have 19th century, but most of it is the ancient, uh, uh, the archaeology collection. Uh, but is that a fish that I see there? Or is no, it also a lion? No, are all lion depictions. It's a very fishy lion. Very fishy. Say. There is one fish lion uh, back where I will okay. show you later. <laughs> uh, so what I try to, to do to take from different uh, times, from different depictions, different uh, size, like from tiny coin till straight on a block of uh, lion block from uh, basalt, uh, put everything together in one shape, everything together in one color, in one uh, uh, material. And see if they can live together. Uh
0: huh. The great equalizer, yellow rubber. Yellow rubber. Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> if you put everything together, mix. <laughs> it's as if uh, you, uh, when when you see animation and the cat and the dog and the mouse are fighting, you see a ball yep. with arms and legs <laughs> I, and everything I get that. pops out. Uh huh. This is it. Yeah. So. <laughs> so
0: this piece definitely does not blend in. No. No. Do you have thoughts on that? Till now,
2: we had. I say real materials, not right. real, but...
0: authentic-ish uh, materials that were used in the time periods.
2: That is blending in. If you had the uh, Chatzor, the area of uh, the Bronze Age, you had lots of sculptures and uh, artifacts from uh, basalt. If you went to the uh, early Stone Age, you had stone. If you had... Uh, so each one is realish material. And here uh, we wanted to... Make a statement with something that never b- will blend in. Uh, the color is like bright yellow with a dark uh, background. So it's kind of creating a kind of tension or a, a some sort of dangerous yeah. feeling. You do not want to get behind this if it's rolling around. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so and no, not kicking because <laughs> Don't it's kick not it. messy. <laughs> it's not for messy. Right. Well. Uh, so then what we. Uh, what we wanted to do is, if you go from far away, you start to see this tiny yellow spot in the background. You get closer and closer, and it starts to become big and huge, and as Scary. if uh, as if uh, the boulder of uh, Indiana Jones just right. rolling. Exactly, or, uh, exactly that, definitely. <laughs> or, uh, or a bowling ball in the right. museum. Then it creates kind of strange... Connection to the surrounding, which is totally different, and this is the grand finale of the exhibition. This uh, whoa, big. Wait, this is number thingy. seven. This is number seven. I
1: didn't
0: even realize it. <laughs> wow, we wow. Sure. Wow, <laughs>
2: yes. okay. So okay. this is the explosion, the sun exploding. Wow, okay. Face. So
0: let's talk a little bit about the the uh, exhibition in general. Now, it just opened, right? So you haven't heard much uh, audience feedback, I would imagine, but to me, it is just so powerful and fun. And you know, fun is something that you don't always feel when you come to a museum, and, and maybe, perhaps especially to the archaeology wing. But I just felt like I went on a little treasure map journey, and it was just just the greatest pleasure was that also part of the intention I think it is, it really is, because this is the first time that we
4: exhibit an um, exhibition of uh, contemporary art in the galleries of the archaeology, in the permanent galleries. And one of our motivations were actually to, to refresh the visit of our visitors, to uh, welcome different visitors who haven't been coming to, to see archaeology uh, per se and, and have new opportunity for new visitors. And I, I'm really happy to hear that you you had fun looking at it because this was the main uh, idea. To, to do something different, to do something um, with different color. And I'm saying it.
0: <laughs> We're staring at yellow here, guys. a so different color. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the um, technical side of it. And now I noticed that all of the writing, all the captioning for the exhibit is in bright orange because you want to blend in, but yet you want it to stand out. So how long did it take you guys to decide on that?
3: Well, actually, there was something that came along right from the beginning. Uh, this kind of interventions or kind of relationship between uh, archaeology and uh, contemporary art. It's quite popular for many centuries already, but uh, our idea was to interfere into the galleries of the archaeology wing in order to create this very profound dialogue. I mean, I think by choosing the um, ancient materials, ancient techniques, Beside uh, a huge rubber, uh, rubber uh, ball um, was trying to assimilate into the uh, collections. And um, by this, uh, creating this limit between, you know, contemporary and archaeological item, uh, we would really try to challenge the perspective of the visitor and uh, making him think a little bit about the difference between the the disciplines and times. Because I think in a way what Zar really does here very well is um, um, recollecting techniques, materials uh, uh, aesthetics ideas from ancient times in order to say something about nowadays so this kind of relation between past and present ancient and modern or contemporary was in the main heart of the exhibition so we couldn't just go for a regular format of you know presenting a uh, pieces along together like in a gallery but it had to be in, in, inside of the uh, exhibition, permanent exhibition.
0: Okay, Zohar, back to you. Now that you see everything in place, and it's been six years, this project has been six years incoming, is it fulfilling your personal expectations that you had from yourself?
2: Wow. <laughs> uh, I am always harsh on myself. Yeah, aren't we all? Always. Oh, well. uh-huh. uh, but I think, yes. Wow, great. Okay. Yeah, it was a long and amazing journey, and I learned a lot with those two great curators and, uh, and the other curators of the the archaeological wing. But yes, and I, I keep uh, every time I come here, I keep uh, gazing, staring at uh, all of the amazing collection, and uh, being wants to be influenced more and more from it.
1: Right. Right. It's just <laughs> it's the it's Never
2: start. ending uh-huh. affection anyway. <laughs> and love for, for.
0: Wow, amazing. Thank you, all three of you, for taking me on this whirlwind, wonderful tour. I so appreciate it. And I recommend everyone come out and see this amazing exhibit. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thanks so much for listening to Times Will Tell from the Times of Israel. And thanks to our producer, Gilad Brownstein.
1: Please subscribe wherever you find your podcast and check out our daily briefing news show every Sunday through Thursday.
0: Like what you hear? Consider rating us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to spread the
1: word. Until next week. Shalom.